Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Metropolitan Museum of Art Gala tonight, Alice. So exciting. Did you see Ryan Reynolds' wife? No. Who's Ryan Reynolds' wife? Is it Blake Lively? Yes. She okay. had a really long train that they unfurled at the top of the stairs. My What's goodness. the theme this year? Uh, Gilded Age, I think. Oh, Something. okay. That's kind of a cool theme, I guess. Is the, um, is AOC going to be there or what? Hopefully. Hopefully. I like her. I liked her there last year because she looked great. Like she's, uh, she's, she should be dressing up and going to galas. She should be. She feels she should too. I think she should be absolutely. Um, okay, the update. The doctor called me. Remember the doctor I told yes. you who obviously had a crush on me. Uh-huh. This is a female doctor this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's got a name I like? Doctor called me from her cell phone. By the way, please come on. Listen, I understand. Are you sure it's not a fake number? I understand, Doc, but um, for I belong to another. Um, And our daughter does not have a broken finger. It is just bruised. So she she can keep that contraption on or take it off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so that is the news from there. I was in there. We went to the the little health clinic thing today right after I got done working. Because my daughter got just an injury yesterday playing with whatever anyway so but it was interesting i got one guy came in who said uh, yeah i think i have covid can you give me a test and he was he was just kind of moping and then another guy came a really big fat guy came in who is not doing well breathing i'm like, oh, wow. like man you're gonna this is finito and then i thought although we although we although i'm i've had 82 vaccine shots so far and covid as well mm-hmm I didn't need to have the guy expectorating, you know, dying, you know, four seats for me. They don't make them wait in the car anymore. They used to make everybody wait in the cars. Oh, no. Everybody goes in, though. Everybody goes in. But there you go. That's where we are today. And uh, so that's where we are today. So the Met Gala is tonight. 
in I can't I'm not interested in it whatsoever. Other than, I like seeing what the people wear because well, it's always it's a good event for uh, rich people to dress like lunatics. Yeah, well, what's the thing is like Kim Kardashian in is, her little black outfit. Right. Well, the thing time. is, I'm I'm told that it is. For tonight, it is the masks are not necessary, but starting tomorrow again, that they are. That's what I'm seeing on Twitter. But it's still required for little preschoolers in New York City yes. to wear masks, and in all of New York State, I right. think, to preschool. Yeah, I mean, but you know, the the left doesn't. They're they, these people are are fairly just. I mean, a lot of them are just gross I mean, because they're not serious about this thing. They're serious about gaining virtue by castigating you. Or or expressing how happy they are to wear masks all the time, and that oh the my favorite one is the I feel bad for people who care about a little piece of cloth over their mask, but I mean at this point now it's just a clinical it's just a clinical problem you know it, right it, it doesn't do anything it doesn't just doesn't do anything. but they feel happy it, it makes them happy but what is good is some of the over the top um some of the over the top reaction to to um, what's going on. Remember the other day we talked about the political, or, or maybe we almost did, we, at least we read it, the rise and fall of the star White House reporter. It's, for, if, in other words, this is written by Michael Schaefer in Politico. Mm-hmm. And this is, all you have to do is know this. It, the, here's the subhead. This is the headline, is the rise and fall of the star White House reporter. The subhead is, for years covering the White House was a kind of golden ticket in the media. Then came the Biden administration. What, so what happened in the Biden administration? Well, there's no controversy. Oh, there's nothing to co- there's nothing to press the press secretary right. on. I see. There's no reason to make yourself a hero like Jim Acosta did to the world because Biden's doing everything right. Yeah, or Helen Thomas in the Bush administration. Right. You know, so there's yeah. no like, so like guys like Ali Velshi. We had we talked we played the audio yesterday. He was telling you. You know that these these, these uh, culture war issues are nothing really happening. It's not it's not really happening, and and saying, well, Biden's just stuck with his economy. It's just bad timing for him, etc. So he doesn't see. There's nothing to talk about. Hmm. Well, Michael uh, Schaefer now has a new a new um, political magazine article called Washington Stages Its Own 1970s Disaster Movie. The White House Correspondents' Dinner felt normal unnervingly so i feel deeply ashamed my friend said the hallway was narrow the ceiling was low the line was meandering toward the door to the ballroom carrying 2600 revelers and an unknown number of viral spores into a windowless space crammed with tables and chairs and eventually the president of the united states we were all per the rules multiply vaxxed and freshly tested We'd been obliged to upload the test results and the vaccine cards onto an app, which would then generate an entry pass to be presented at the door. But some people were having trouble with the app, which led to bottlenecks in the line. The milling in close quarters, even with the precautions, stirred a familiar COVID-era unease and my friend's shame. It felt, come to think of it, like the opening of a 1970s disaster movie. The ball-gowned, tuxedo-clad swells ignoring the ominous stats, heedless of the recent history that gets dispensed before opening the opening credits, a super-spreader event at the Gridiron Dinner. The vice president stricken with the virus. Even Anthony Fauci dropped out. Yet he, here we were. Is Kamala exactly stricken? 
Yeah, she's stricken. <laughs> she doesn't even have symptoms. She just had a positive test. And she got the fancy new drugs that poors can't get. Right. So, yet, is she stricken? Yet here we were, reviving an old ritual that had recently lain dormant. Until tonight. We deserved our fate. A lot of the... Like I said, if I had turned this in to my editor at the Boston Herald... I would have been defenestrated uh, unceremoniously and rightfully. And a lot of the crowd, I suspect, thought it was worth it. The annual White House Correspondents Association dinner is one of the great spectacles of the capital's culture. But despite the C-SPAN broadcast, it's more likely more like a community pageantry than a real stage show, which means a review of the evening needs to include the audience as much as the official performers. On this night, the state of that audience was ultimately a bit like the state of our union in this year of incomplete recovery and complete frustration. One part gallows humor, fatalism, one part determination to proceed, one part thrill at getting to be in the company of so many fellow human beings again. Before dinner, there were jokes about clothes that stopped fitting during the pandemic. People copped to being rusty so many months without the kind of small talk you make while peering over your interlocutor's soldier, shoulder to watch Glenn Youngkin uh, bro-hug Steve Case. Ooh, name-dropping. But in Washington, working a room is a widely held skill, and, and it turns out to be a bit more like riding a bike. It didn't, take, it didn't take long for the muscle memory to kick in. There were several announcements working a room. There were several announcements before dinner urging everyone to take their seats so that the program could begin. I suspect that the two-year COVID-induced WHCA drought also made the audience easier to please. One of the dreariest aspects of the official Washington banqueting is the ostentatiously swarmy displays of troop respecting. Do we really need an honor guard and a national anthem rendition for dinner? But this year, in a divided country, a bit of saccharine patriotism felt quite refreshing. I heard it this year in a divided country. Have you ever heard anything that comes from a place of such privilege? Speaking of privilege, that they like to rail about all the time. You know First what? of all, the idea that I, I, I just I was struck today. So like, and I'm gonna go off. Don't on, take this away from. I'm not this. gonna take it a little bit. I'm not gonna take it away from it. But I'm gonna go on a tiny bit of a tangent because did you read the Oprah stuff today? No. So Oprah. Uh, did some interview with the LA Times and because she has some new documentary coming out and she revealed in it that she didn't leave her house during the pandemic for 332 days <laughs> that she was able to stay in her house and like the class of people that's going to the Met Gala is the same thing right mm -hmm. like they could order in everything they had people to take care of stuff they didn't have to work like they could literally do that so yeah like to them when they've been playing performative lockdown for two years with working people having to deliver their groceries for them and stuff all that time, then yeah, then it seems very exciting to be in a room with a bunch of people. But to the warehouse workers who've been filling all your orders for stuff all this time, who've been in crowded rooms of people this whole time and have already gotten COVID because they realize that masks don't work and they right. gave it to each other working in the warehouse, trying to get you your stuff 
that entire time. The, you know, to them, it's, it wouldn't be shocking to be in a crowd because they've been in crowds this whole time. And the idea that they're, you know, that's why I think working class people have been a little more relaxed about the pandemic stuff in general because they've had to be out and about working and around people anyway. So the idea then that you're like not going to go be around people recreationally when you have to be all ready for work seems absurd, right? So it, it just comes from a place of like such privilege. So oh, totally. And also the fact that, okay, I'm getting, I'm going to come out from underground now. I'm going to come out. Meanwhile, yeah. um, people, like you said, have had to, by necessity, been out from underground. Right. Or just people aren't crazy, have been getting on with their lives because you got to do things in your life. Right. So Oprah told the LA Times that she thinks it's too soon to take masks off in planes and says, and if I were on a commercial plane, I would be one of the people still wearing my mask. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Wow. So she gets hypothetical credits. Right. If she were like us poors on a commercial plane like us, she would be wearing a mask. But she flies private. So there's no she doesn't have to worry about that. But oh, my goodness. You think she wears her mask on her private plane? Probably not. But her servants probably do. Right. So here's the next uh, line of this. But you know, but it's also like coming out from the dark there. And I, oh, I better document this carefully. I know what I'm going to write for my next column. <laughs> my, my, my privileged nerd prom night out on the town where me and uh, a couple of thousand other really lucky people get to go to a huge, opulent, really cool, awesome party. But just so you know, I don't feel good about it. I have a lot of anxiety and guilt. Yes. And shame. But this year, Divided Country, a bit of saccharine patriotism felt quite refreshing. It's like, well, how about this? Just go to your party and do your coke and hook up with somebody not your... Whatever you usually do, (laughs) just do it and spare us this long, like, is this paying a penance or something? I want you to know I didn't enjoy it, okay? I heard... Here we go. Back to the column. I heard a few people singing along with the Star Spangled Banner. Then, alas, I thought of COVID again. <laughs> alas. If I ever use alas in the same way, Alice, you are to uh, remove my genitalia. <laughs> and while the traditional cringy celebrity guests, well, the lack of uh, introspection, and while the traditional cringy celebrity guests were either relatively dated, Drew Barrymore, Harry Hamlin, or just baffling, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, I love it. He's like, oh, the guests are cringy this year. No, dude, you're freaking I'm a bit cringy. baffled by Pete Davidson. Cell phone pictures and selfies were still being snapped. When was the last time you saw a celeb? I don't know the point here, but okay. <laughs> but even if it was a crowd predisposed to cheer... Oh, God, me! imagine me sat next to this guy in any situation. But even if it was a crowd predisposed to cheer, the show was actually pretty good. Yeah. Oh, the yucks portion of the night got rolling. Yucks. Oh, the yucks portion of the night got rolling with a video montage of James Corden trying to do the job of White House uh, spokesperson. Oh, that must have been just a classic. Nothing says uh, improv mastery like uh, Jen Psaki on stage. Actually, I do have a little piece of that here. Um, Somewhere, let me find this. (laughs) 
You ready? Mm-hmm. Comedy ready. is about to ensue. I'm ready for this the comedy. Is be classic stuff here. I hope you're ready. You're gonna get some yucks here in a moment. Oh, good. I love yucks. Here we go. What are you, What are you doing here? We figured, you know, people in the White House work long hours, and maybe I take over the press briefing thing. Does that sound like I a good mean, idea? That sounds really good. Really? Are you ready? My hunch is this whole thing is just a walk in the park. I wonder if that maybe he's really not ready though. Maybe I can write you some notes. War with Russia. Well. Bad. Keep it light, Jen. Yeah. Uh, CDC. Good. Really? Okay. They've been pissing me off. Economy. Strong. Uh, is it? Iran. Diplomacy, good. Diplomacy, good. Yeah. What if I get asked about Kim and Pete? Uh, we love love around here, mm. so I think that's a safe place to be. Ah, uh, yucks. My goodness, what man, how did we miss out on this? How did I not get to be the White House, uh, the Bureau, Boston Herald Bureau Chief in D.C. and miss out on this? Back to the column, those are the yucks. Um, then President Joe Biden took the stage, working with pretty good material. Naturally, there were zingers about Fox. He noted that everyone in the room had to show their vaccination status, meaning Sean Hannity and the various other network notables in attendance were vax icons. And Donald Trump, uh, we had a horrible plague, followed by two years of COVID was a joke. Get it? Trump was the plague, you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Biden did manage, alas, which I believe is at least our second to last so far. Biden did manage, alas, to step on his best joke. It was supposed to be about how it would have been a real coup if the White House Correspondents Association had managed to engage Trump as a speaker. And the only groaners were the self-deprecating ones. Biden needs to find something other than his age and his low approval numbers to rip off. This is a, really a review of the night. Those were the yucks. Still, the way to win over a room full of journalists... God, they love calling themselves journalists. They love saying that we're journalists. Yeah, are you a reporter? No, I'm a, I'm a journalist. Mm. Or a journo, depending on the day you get me. Still, the way to win over a room full of journalists isn't by sticking with good topical humor. We're a sentimental tribe. And as such, are going to respond well when Biden breaks out his twinkly Irish incarnation and whispers and goes purple about the hallowed nature of reporting. A free press is not the enemy of the people, he said. I mean, this in the bottom of my heart, that you, the free press, matter more than your country, more than you ever did in the last century. Okay, have you had enough of this? Yeah. So, um... What's going on out there? Yes, Cyril? He goes on to finish this disaster movie sequence could wait a bit. What's wrong, my friend? Okay. Okay. Guess what you can use until the end of the show. Okay. I'll see you soon. Problem solved. Great. <sighs> okay. Take it away, else. So. Uh, oh, by the way, we should explain, Alice. Go ahead. I think you should explain. Um, so because Tom made me buy too much stuff oh, at the packy yesterday, and if I didn't I come see. with enough, you would have called me a half-assed packier because that's mm-hmm. what you call me when I don't get the right things at mm-hmm. the packy. So, so if because I, that what happened, we have happened. too much beer left over, so we have to finish it tonight so, so we, we can start tomorrow. So we have to. That's not in the alcoholic uh, 
playbook whatsoever. That is not at all uh, Lush's rationalizing. No, that is absolutely. We had no choice. We had no choice. It was forced on us. Yes, correct. That's right. (laughs) By Tom. That's right. Well, for me, it's COVID. So, you know, you know, the lengthy. That's what I'm going with. At least you broke down earlier today on social media and told people it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I did. I was honest about the entire my entire mental thought process. Okay. Now, go ahead, Alice. You're going to talk to me about somebody who I've become quite a fan of, as a matter of fact, Alice, who I now follow on Twitter and we DM together. <laughs> my guy, Ms. Diamond Wigfall, who, uh, whose hit song, Coconuts, we played last night. So by coconuts, this fellow, Ms. Diamond Wigfall, actually means his breast, which I assume he's got, he had breasts installed. As, I guess so. I guess so. So that's what you can put in your mouth if you, if you need to know. All right. What's going on? So um, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, the Newburyport News put out an article on the drama over this thing. It did get... Not canceled, but it got moved. First, I heard the senior center, but now I'm hearing it's going to be at the Unitarian Church. Right. So it this, it read drastically different than Turtle Boy's account. Right. So basically, the 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 way that the Newburyport Daily News wrote it up is that um, Newburyport teen dance in jeopardy after outcry. So basically, <laughs> we're now in Footloose, right? And you're the bad guy. Just a teen dance. Yeah. Do kids want to dance? That's it. Over the Rainbow, a community dance for high school-aged teens featuring a drag queen performer is in jeopardy of being canceled after the owners of the venue pulled their support. A decision Thursday by St. John's Lodge Masonic Hall, representatives to back out of hosting the Newburyport Youth Services Dance May 13th, came after Plymouth and Barnstable District State Senate candidate Carrie McRae complained, according to the Newburyport Youth Services Director, Andrea Egmont. So it went on, they're looking for a new event, blah, blah, blah. So it was this whole thing. Nagley, that's the, whatever, National Association of Gay and Lesbian Youth, is proud to partner with Newburyport Youth Services to provide safe slash brave spaces for LGBTQ plus youth, Giesler wrote. The recent ill-informed opposition to their planned dance event vividly confirms why such spaces are necessary and is further proof that much work still needs to be done. We are disheartened by the negativity that has been aimed at Newburyport Youth Services and this event and are concerned about the potential damage that canceling the event would cause to a vulnerable population of young people um so what's happening now james can you please help cyril so he's all set please okay james 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 right Always perfectly timed. So, um, basically, they put out this story that was like this, and the entire community of psychopaths all jumped on it, right? 
So you have people saying, you know, on this news article that they posted on Facebook, you have people saying things like, please read and share. Bigotry does not belong here. Speak up. So now they're already, they're doing the soccer, they've been injured thing again. Right. Right. They're already the victims now of something because people objected to the idea that Miss Diamond Wigfall was at a town recreation service sponsored youth event to do her performances. Right. And Which, who's, this, who's this guy in his 20s or 30s who dresses in drag like a harlot and, um, and, well, you've heard the song. And is quoted in other articles about his performances mm-hmm. saying that drag is inherently political and radical and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So, I mean, like, this is not, like, a kid-friendly performer. It's just not. I mean, and I, I feel fine about saying that and saying that it's not homophobic for me to say that because I also objected to Brandy Love, the totally cis straight porn star, being at a TPUSA youth event, too. Like, I just don't think adult entertainers belong at youth events. Like, I don't think that that's a crazy position to have. Well, right. And if she were a a hot 25-year-old blonde woman who said, who sang songs like, I want you to put my breast in your mouth. And well, was swallowing a banana in part right. of the video. Like, I, I still wouldn't want them at the youth event. Like, I just want it. And in, not even if I had a gay kid and was, like, totally supportive of that would I want them at my kid's youth event. Right. I just wouldn't want them there. And really, like, I was thinking about why it bothers me so much. It, just because there's, like, people working for the city and the town. And, like, we've used Newburyport Youth Services stuff before because we're in the neighboring town and they're a lot bigger than we are so you know we they put on programs that we don't necessarily have in our town and I just like I would never trust the people who would make that decision to run any program that I would put my kid in ever again right and I I just find it so shocking that like that judgment would be okay but apparently I'm like not even in the majority on that because like listen to these comments it's so sad so much hatred and bigotry Somebody else says, I'm really glad to see our mayor and other leaders showing respect for, uh, that Newburyport Youth Services and the students they serve deserve. Let them have their dances. They want it. Um, shame on the Masonic Lodge for caving to the bigotry and hatred. The community will not forget this incident. Kudos to the mayor for supporting the kids. The kids. The kids. Yeah. It's not about the kids. Everybody you cares psychos. about the kids. It's about the dude dressed as a harlot, you know, sexualized around kids and i know that it shows that you're a really class a person that you're s- totally cool with it and you're you think it's awesome because you want to show that tolerance is the uh, paramount thing in the world but that's you preening about you that's not you helping any kids right honestly i don't see why any straight person needs to hold an opinion about stuff like this y'all have enough of your own bleep stop acting like this drag queen is going to be shaking a in the kids faces and i'm sure they'll make it age appropriate for the children use inferencing skills yeah and brandy love the porn star wasn't naked at the youth event either you were wrong about that though no i was right about that No, she was a conservative use your inferencing skills it's about giving the kids in the lgbtq plus community support and making them feel like their wants and needs in themselves as people are actually supported how does that work so if you're a straight person please hold your opinions and reservations to those in the lgbtq plus community worry about your own business Uh, well first of all is senorita coconuts gay i don't even know yeah drag isn't necessarily done by gay or trans people he's just a freak okay that's it's fine it's that's great and i i have credibility 
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was, Be sure I was not at to- 1997's Miss Gay USA um pageant as Jacques in Boston. Be, so sure, cred- be sure not to host any events at St. John's Lodge in the future. I wish another venue in this community could host this dance. Sad the Masonic Lodge caved to someone who spreads fear. But the thing is, that I don't understand, like, what is what is having that person do that have to do with young LGBT kids? If you don't want them to have it, then you want gay kids to kill themselves. Well, I don't, but, but what would they say is the reason? Why do I have to see this person dressed as a harlot do odd stuff? And if the kids don't see it, it's going to harm them. It seems to me if the kids, if not getting to see um, this person who talks about sticking her coconut, his coconuts into the mouths of lovers and eating bananas, if not seeing getting to see that is going to make a teenager kill themselves, then you need some psychologists on the site stat <laughs> to take care of the crisis. You want them to kill themselves. That's all. That's what they have to say. Somebody said to the person that complained, who's this like state rep candidate, imagine being as miserable as you are to get a dance canceled for high school students. How about well, you also, being a homophobic twit? Also leaving out something, I think, right? <laughs> Is that what it was? A dance canceled cancel for high school students? That's it, huh? Yep, that's it. That's it. So you're trying to score political points out the backs of teens? Disgusting. Are you afraid the teenagers that are gay will live to adulthood? You must enjoy their high suicide rate, a rate Kate caused by anti-gay bigots like yourself. Great. Perfect. There's a lot of um, uh, disinformation in there, I would say. Yeah, and then this one mom who lives in West Newbury, who I know, at, like posted the coconuts video and said, mm-hmm. "Like this is the stuff that's out here. This is like what I object to as a parent, and like what I'm upset about, and all this stuff." And people go, "Hear me out. You could be a parent and monitor what you let your kids view online. The internet's not a babysitter, and 99% of drag queens are definitely not sexually explicit. But again, drag shows and performances are not for your kids." What? Oh. I know. Somebody told her to keep her hetero lifestyle to herself and stop pushing it on people. Okay, like, well, that's fine. So just say that you want a sexualized environment around kids. Just say it. 
It's fine. Yeah. You don't have to pretend it's about suicide or anything like that. Yeah, this wise person says, our teenagers are far more accepting of differing identities and personal preferences than most parents. As high school students, they're perfectly equipped to decide if they want to attend or not. It's very sad when parents' opinions overshadow an inclusive event that supports acceptance of a marginalized minority. A professional performer knows their audience and the commission for which they've been hired. It's ridiculous to insinuate that anything other than ridiculous. an appropriate performance would occur. Performers like this are hyper-aware of their safety and professional reputation and are the least likely to overstep oh oh miss diamond wigfall is the least likely performer to do anything inappropriate the least likely right these objections are entirely about the personal identity of the performer and are leveled at the event because of the complaints uncomfortability with that the complainant's uncomfortability with that identity. As someone who works with clients of all identities and preferences, and also clients in adult industries, these opinions thrown around callously say more about the objectors than the event or the performer. So there's no other way to do it. You need to have this guy who's dressed like that, who's obviously, I would say, unusual and highly sexualized. The kids have to be with this person for this dance. And that's the very same as the person being with somebody who's, well, normal. Right. So, and and then it's like personal attacks on the people where it's, you know, saying that, like, get your hetero lifestyle out of whatever. So, and I heard from one dad who told me that, like, a dad's group that he's in is already talking about going to the event to protect the poor, uh... Oh. Uh, the poor, underprivileged oh. gay kids from the mean protesters that could potentially show up perform. at the event. They might as well just throw, so, go, go, wear, go in drag and and just show how empathetic. I tell you, all you guys, dads who are going to do that, go in drag to show support. support. As a matter of fact, just dress in drag Monday through Friday. I think you should. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're so empathetic. My goodness. They're so mm-hmm. tolerant. What good people they are. What good people? Come on, dads, let's get together and show how empathetic we are. It's fine. We're we're so okay with you, Mr. Uh, Coconuts in my mouth. We're so okay with you. We're so cool and down with anything freaky and crazy and weird and odd and bizarre. We're so tolerant of it that here, take my child. You can do whatever you want. Look at the, let my child. So you see, that's how okay with it we are. We're so, we're so okay, Doctor Fauci, with whatever you said. Here, take my child. And do whatever you want. God, these people love to use kids. Well, and it's like, so I was talking about this to somebody today, like how crazy all this is, how trusting parents are of stuff that they'll like just try. And experts are wrong all the time. Think about all the lobotomies they did. Think about JFK's sister, Rosemary, mm-hmm. right? Like where she had a mental disability in the family, like tried everything and trusted all these experts, including the experts that were lobotomizing people. And like, they just handed her over to these doctors who drilled in her brain and made it so she could never walk or talk again. Like, I mean, that's freaking crazy. Hey, they fixed her. Problem solved. (laughs) I know. She didn't go do anything that embarrassed the family anymore, I guess. Then they just shut her up in a place for 20 years and pretended she didn't exist. So that's great. But, I mean, it's like a horrifyingly sad story. And I dread that we're going to have horrifyingly sad stories that come out of this era of parents handing their children over to these 
activist experts in trans identity and just believing them with all this stuff, like letting them give their kids these drugs, letting them do this stuff that's going to permanently alter them, damage their ability as adults to have sexual relationships with people like that. You can't consent to that as a child because you don't even know what a sexual relationship is when you're a child and you can't even conceive what it would be as a child. So you can't consent to, you know, making decisions like that about your future life. It's incredible to me that that parents are so trusting to to these people that they're just willing to like, yeah, sure. You know, you're the experts. It's fine. If you tell me my kid will kill myself if I don't do what you say, then then I guess I just have to do what you say. Like, you don't have to listen to that. Well, it they is- might be wrong. Doctors are wrong a lot. Like, and all this well, is experimental. All these drugs are mm-hmm. being given off label. None of this is like what this was meant for. And none of it's been studied long term. It's it's not the this same idea thing. that, OK, we know immediately within the first few years or the first 15 years or the first even 18 years, we know that this person was born into the wrong identity. Yep. You see, mm-hmm. that is damn shaky, especially since a child's mind will go a, a, a thousand miles from where it started, uh, you know, on voyages and journeys all through different emotional uh, realizations in the young years. Well, right. Did you see the Washington Post story that um, Katie Herzog posted today that I sent you this morning? Uh, maybe. I... It was an opinion piece from a mom about um, her uh, non-binary child and how fiercely she feels about it. Um, this is from Washington Post Lifestyle Perspective. How I'm uplifting and affirming my trans child amid the hate. I'm doing everything in my power to protect my child from harm by Sandy Jorgensen. Sit with me for a moment and consider what power there is in motherhood. How strongly those tendrils of ferocious love wrap around every bone in our children's bodies. How we marvel at their existence amid the exasperation, the depletion, and the dread. We find ourselves equipped with this insatiable, instinctual drive to protect our babies, no matter the cost. This is universal, is it not? We die for our children any day, every day, any way, if only to protect them, save them, and love them in the most desperate and steadfast of manners. A mother's love for her child is bipartisan, surely. Why, then, is there such a chasm between us in matters of gender identity? As the parent of a trans non-binary child, I've got a sneaking suspicion I know the answer, though it's no more heartening than it is sustainable. Why? Do, what's the answer? Why do you think... Uh, gender affirming uh, care is not bipartisan uh because the right is suppressing their inner inner gender non-binaryness it revolves around the cis heteronormative model which exists at the intersection of colonialism misogyny oh, and white supremacy okay I this dominant known. narrative is built upon binary thinking and it's made of the same stuff that asks us to contemplate right versus wrong good versus evil familiar versus foreign this model teaches us that cisgender identity and heterosexuality are the default and that any deviation from this is an unnatural aberration and it's within that rigid framework that transphobia is allowed to exist and thrive as uh-huh. in a petri dish in a scientific laboratory. It's man-made, carefully controlled, and intentionally disseminated. 
Uh, their child was six when they told my husband and me with great distress that they don't identify as the binary person we'd always assumed them to be. And even though love has always existed among us, we made a point thereon Wait, to so instill... Well, you go back to that. Their child was six? And now, was of six, course, yep. Of course, they had been... Remember, she's already told us in the first paragraph how much she full of love she is. A parent full of love, love, mm -hmm. all the love, love. Do you think that they made it very much known from moment one that little Johnny or whatever the kid's name is can also like dresses? You can also do this. It's up to you. We're not giving you any. We're not pushing. Well, their child's very, very normal. They said, believe me when I tell you there's nothing dangerous or unnatural about my child. If not for their purple hair and side shave, you'd never be able to pick them out of a lineup. <laughs> yeah, um, who decided the purple hair is inside shave? Huh, interesting. Shocked. And even though love has always existed among us, we made a point thereon to instill an intentional framework of unwavering support, validation, and acceptance inside our home. Um, so th they go on through this whole thing and talk about how terrified they are of all the transphobia and how Republicans are trying to erase them and all this on and on and on so but then anyway it's funny because then katie herzog goes to the mom's profile who wrote the article and she has a locked twitter profile by the way you can't follow her and she's giving you the finger in her profile picture and um her her description of herself on her twitter profile reads as follows writer nb queer adhd maybe slash probably asd potty mouth anti-racist pro-abortion Bylines, NYT, WAPO, L, Glamour, R29, and more. They, them. Shocked. I know. So, I mean, where'd the kids get the idea? Like, who knew? Imagine, totally random, who could have predicted such an outcome? But anyway, the one final thing I wanted to say about the Newburyport thing that's, like, incredible is that not only now have they tied the whole movement to, like, white supremacists and groups that the Southern Poverty Law Center apparently says are hate groups and the whole thing, whatever. They've mm -hmm. made the connection now that this is all outside people who are part of hate groups that are the Southern Poverty Law Center said that they're uh, a, an anti-LGBT hate group. So they found the person who initially posted this in a parent group that this event was happening and She's the co-owner of a, like, preschool little kids learning center. Mm -hmm. So then this person posts on Facebook, LGBTQ plus people and those who support them should avoid that business. So not only are we now boycotting the Masonic Lodge for daring to not want to have the event, but we're also boycotting the child care of the woman who was concerned about showing coconuts lady to children. So it's all live and let live until... It's all, if, it, if it's not an event for you, mind your own business. Why are you ruining the event for other people? Except they want to make sure that they ruin your business and your organization and your group if you don't want to be a part of the event, right? It's all, you know, if you don't like it, don't go until, and except then we're going to also never do business with you again or anything. So I don't know. I was just struck by it because they're so like... They're so all in. You know what I mean? They're sowing the fields with salt when they're 
mm-hmm. when they're doing it. Everybody who's opposed to it is a white supremacist, a Nazi, a whatever. Everybody who like comments on it and says they're concerned something's wrong with them. They they need to check on their own parenting. They have a problem. I mean, like, do you mm-hmm. think? And then, like, they're going to hunt you down if you posted about it. They're going to make sure that they ruin your life, ruin your business, tell other people not to go to your business. Like, it, it's really, it really tells you, like, the whole game. Right? Um, there's, on Ms. Um, Diamond Wigfall, there's, I'm just looking at an old article, a couple years old, saying, uh, after graduating from... A school in Boston with a Bachelor of Arts in 2016, moved to New York, pursued projects in art, fashion, and design, anything that would allow him to create. He landed a job at Kidville, Ugh. a daycare for infants and children zero to six years old, where he teaches dance. He teaches dance to children and infants mm-hmm. zero to six years old? I At least did then. I'm sorry, but I like, I always question like adult men who want to work in daycares with little children. Like I know that that's like a stereotype, but I would never hire like a guy babysitter. You know, little children that they're not related to. It's different if it's like a relative to me. Right. But like I just I don't understand I don't understand the psychology of an adult man who wants to take care of other people's little kids. And I it sends up red flags for me. Like I just don't trust it. I know that that's like not nice of me, but Yes. Yeah. What if the adult man is the kid's uncle? That's, that's what I fine. said, not related to them. Oh. I thought you meant their kids. No, I said not related to them. Okay. I just, I think it's weird. And I don't, I can't, I just having known a lot of normal adult men, I none of them would want to hang around other people's babies. So I just don't trust it if they do. Uh, yeah, no, I believe, com- uh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't want... Guys, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I just don't, don't, yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, that's what's going on over there. So, uh, so yeah, you got to get to our uh, listener calls, though. We have oh, new Michael calls. says, by the way, yeah. with you uh, after you, you've come, you've you've uh, days without drinking has clock has been reset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, says uh, Michael says isn't there a few 50-ish gentlemen around the packy to help drink them to help you drink them Alice do you want to talk about that actually I had to go to that same place today did anyone offer you help picking out IPA oh you should have seen all the guys waiting around in they the packy section for, for blondes they couldn't they couldn't <laughs> my goodness you made such a <laughs> I'm just in a hurry, and yeah, I don't like people talking to me in public. I'm like from I don't Lexington like dirt bag. I, don't. I would never date you. Stop. I date you. I know, but you're locked in now. So. <laughs> What's it called? Speak tree. Speak pipe. Speak pipe. Sorry, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> oh no. We have messages. Okay. Okay. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Habibis. It's Les. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. I'm so tired of the heavy partisan politics. So I thought I'd listen to some lighter podcast fare today. And so I tuned into your episode from a few weeks back to hear about uh, apocalyptic attacks on the U.S. power grid and dogs getting locked in cars. 
So first of all, thank you for brightening my day. Secondly, I just have a comment for Tom who was asking in that episode, how could one boil water during electrical outage without their stove? My friend, Mm -hmm. the name of your podcast is Burn Barrel. (laughs) That is a great God bless you guys. Vote Burn Babes. Ooh, there you go. Vote for Burn Babes. That is a good point, actually. Yeah, you're right. Damn. Alice, I'm afraid when the apocalypse happens, I'm not going to be ready. (laughs) Hey, Tom, it's me, your bike. It's cold and dark where I'm at. Help, I need help. (laughs) That's my bike, you know. That's my bike. Well, we're going to have to wait wait till the weight loss people uh, do something with me because I can't can't do anything right now. You know what I mean? Speculation about what celebrity you meant, by the way, lost weight on your weight loss Oh, I can't. You know what? Once I get the... It, once they sign me up, I'll tell you. Somebody get, guessed Howie Carr is not Howie no, Carr. No, it's somebody though who I would I would say this. It is somebody mm-hmm. who who my fellow Winchester Sachem, Kirk Seamus Minahan, has mentioned before. Hey there, Tom Brokaw here. Oh, awesome. I've never been a spook light. <laughs> what for one, I am not a sexual deviant. Tom Broca, hi. I've actually seen Tom Broca. I saw him at the old Borders bookstore in Boston, and I saw him at the convention in, in, uh, do you care where I saw him? Anyway, he was in Philadelphia. <laughs> it was in Cleveland, actually. He was very Cleveland. happy for you. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Hi, Tom and Alice. Mikey Coconuts from Groveland here. Oh, man. I think I have a solution uh, to the Volvo. Uh-huh. I think the answer is right in front of us. There's plenty of final resting places never to be found off the old mother road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to drive your old sled down the old mother road. You know, I was thinking that he was going to say off the old Merrimack River, where I assume many cars have been deposited into for insurance money. Yeah, maybe I could take it down the old mother road. I want to visit the mother road. (sighs) Oh. You Cars have to general. I mean, I, I don't know about the theft thing. Maybe that's an insurance that we have or not. I'd have to look at the policy. But I do know that, um, like, getting in the accident, getting in an accident, like, totally tr- the triggers the insurance policy. Yeah. So I know a guy who did that in the late 90s. And got caught? No. Who did that in the late 90s. I won't give any more information. And he was from Malden. And he his friend, he drove his car into a tree. In Malden. Okay. Where near a uh, town line, near the Melrose line, uh-huh. town line bar, apparently there's this tree where all the like Malden, like ratty convicts drive their cars into trees so they can total their cars for insurance hmm. money. As he's going to do it, he sees a fr- his friend and his friend went with him. Can I come with you? As he floored it and drove his tree into a tree, his car into a tree. Did he kill the friend? No, the friend oh. just wanted to come with him. They were oh. both shaken up. But it's like, why would you want to do that? I don't know. How yeah, Malden, which is by the way where this picture is from. Duh. Oh no! Come on. This is Roslyn. You know good and well. I look like a young Sandra Bullock. Mm. And another thing. I don't appreciate that bimbo of a wife of yours saying that I'm a man. 
I understand playing at the uh, Unitarian Church in the Newburyport, Alice, as a matter of fact. I haven't been to Planet Fitness now in a couple of weeks, so I'm sorry, Rosalind. <laughs> you, should, you should have mentioned that. Seems like it would be notable. Hey, Tom, Alice, uh, this is not Justin in Indiana. Oh, good. Um, Tom, I can't tell you how upset I am that you forced Alice this past weekend to go to the Packy where she was uh, ogled by <laughs> mm-hmm. a bunch of dirty old men. I mean, that, that's terrible. Um, Alice, I think the only way you can uh, strike back at Tom on this one is to uh, have him go to the drugstore next time you need, uh, uh, as as they would say, some feminine products, if you catch my drift. I did uh, that I think to Tom recently, If actually. he does that, we can call it even. Okay, thank you. Love your podcast, and uh, can't wait to see the next one. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. Thank you. I appreciate it. And yes, Alice did I did that. do that to Tom recently in I am Vermont, so, in fact. I am so, and I like the calls from Justin, too. I didn't mean to say but um I like Justin I haven't. Indiana. Justin hasn't called you up today. It's all been Rosalind. It's been um, Tom Broca. Tom um, and the bike. But, and the bike. My, But I, I got to tell you, um, oh, is Max here? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got to go. Okay. So uh, that's the next day. That's the next door door neighbor's child we're sending home, just in case anybody's thinking we're we've got prisoners here. <laughs> um, but no, Alice did send me in, and I am long past dead inside enough to care to be embarrassed to buy anything at this point. I would buy. I would buy. <laughs> any, it doesn't matter. I'm. There's nothing left of me. Let's see. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering what the odds were of uh, the Mother Roads, Mike Wallace being on uh, the podcast. All right. Thanks. Bye. So how do you get in touch with them? He's there's a contact form. He's got all this stuff out there. He is an author. He's been on C-SPAN. He's been like he, he's done real. He's a real legit historian. Mm-hmm. He's done a whole bunch of stuff. But I've only seen him speak like he does about the Mother Road when he does the Mother Road. So I'm afraid that he's not going to be. Like, like in, he's in like character, huh? I'm afraid that he might be a little bit different. He does that, like when in the movie Cars. I think he's like that too. The Mother Road. Well, can we put that in like the was, PR request? Did we want that, Mike Wallace? I guess so. I mean, I would like. <laughs> we to, want him in character, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I could, I could, yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael. Now, in these diners, will there be a waiter saying, "My name is Bart, and I'll be your <laughs> server tonight"? No, you won't find that. I wonder if they've noticed an uptick in people viewing the old mother road. Yeah, like, you have convinced a lot of people this, to watch it. How is this happening? <laughs> Mike Wallace's phone is ringing off the hook now. His agent's phone is ringing off the hook now. It's been a while. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering what the odds are were of uh, Rosalind calling into Tom's radio show. All right. Ooh. Bye. <laughs> Ooh, I, would I be think a- the Connecticut listeners would love that, actually. I would be all for that. 860-522-9842. That is the number. You can call me. Any I will- day, 11 to 3. I would be all for that. Here, here. Let it go. You can. If, what if somebody wants to leave a message, Alice, or a question, or whatever? What do so they you do? You go to burnbarrelpodcast.com. There is a little like white box with a red button in it that you push to leave a message. You can do it from your phone, from a computer, whatever. And you can just leave a message there. So that's burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can also always talk to us on Twitter at burnbarrelpod there or facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. 
Uh, you can write us an email, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and also, you can find us like anywhere you like to listen to podcasts, really. iTunes and Amazon and all those places. Rumble, YouTube. Say la vie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.